Today is going to be a powerful day where you're going to be equipped to walk by the Spirit so that you are living a life spiritually, 100% spiritually. This is what you will learn today. What I'm teaching on is crucial to maintaining your freedom and to walking an abundant life. And if you want to walk in the anointing, if you want God to entrust you with the anointing, you have to live by the Spirit. God is looking at this. He is looking at, he's not looking at your religious rituals you're thinking at, you're thinking he's looking at. He's looking at if you're living by the Spirit. And this is what I'm going to teach you today. Amen? So it says in Galatians 5.16, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. It says in Galatians 5.25 then, if we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. So that means if we believe the Holy Spirit lives in us and we want him to lead our lives, we want to please him, we're living by the Spirit. We must also then walk by the Spirit. Walk is an action word, meaning you have to make the choice. There are things you need to do. There are things you need to take intention to do to walk by the Spirit. Amen? All right. I'm going to call up my three amazing volunteers for this example. This is some of our amazing serving team that's helping this example that I'm going to show you today. So you are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. When you have, if you have given your life to Jesus, when you give your life to Jesus, your spirit becomes alive. Your old self was crucified with Jesus. Amen. And now as Jesus has resurrected, when you give your life to Jesus, you're, you are being resurrected with him. You are given this new life. You have this spirit now. You are born of the spirit. And this spirit is what goes to heaven, is what lives eternally. You, your spirit. So your spirit is the real you. There's different parts to you. But the spirit, when we're talking about you, when God's talking about you, I love you, it's the spirit. That's you. The soul and the body are the other parts. But they go in the ground. They don't go to heaven. The spirit is what lives eternally. All right? And the spirit is what's made new. The spirit was made in God's image. God looks at the spirit and sees this is, this, you are pure. You are the righteousness of God. He's obviously not looking at the soul and the flesh saying that because that's not the truth on day one of being a Christian, of giving your life to Jesus, Right? On day one of giving your life to Jesus, you're not looking exactly like Jesus. You're not acting exactly like Jesus. You're not thinking exactly like Jesus. You're not speaking exactly like Jesus, right? The Bible says we're being transformed into the image of God. We're, we are being transformed. We are being. So that means that this transformation doesn't happen in 24 hours or something the day you give your life to Jesus. We are being daily. But your spirit looks like Jesus. Pure righteousness of God clean. Your spirit wants what God wants. Your spirit's in line with the Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Jesus, you're like, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I, I want you. I invite you. So that, that beautiful purity, that's the real you. 
there's all that other junk that God's got to clean out, but that's the real you. That simple prayer, that simple invitation of God into your heart, that takes over everything. Like that's the real you, amen? Okay, so, and this is an example right here. We have, Shane's gonna be the spirit, the spirit. Stone is gonna be the soul. Alba's gonna be the flesh or the body. So you all have these three parts in you right now. And then I can be symbolized of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's dwelling with you in your spirit. Holy Spirit's here. And Holy Spirit can flow to the other parts, but it's living here. And they say, they, they say people, when they say, you know, Christians can't have demons, it's because they, they're like, well, how the hook in the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's here, but demons can live in the soul area, in the flesh. But this is like separate. This is protected. That Your spirit's not being touched by demons. You see? Okay, so when you give your life to Jesus, your spirit comes alive. But your soul and flesh are still here. Now, Shane, can you crouch down to the ground? What happens usually is that you are, before you give your life to Jesus, you are living so in the world. You're living like the world. You're not living Christ-like, obviously, right? And so you have all these habits. There's things ingrained in you. It's really like you so much, how you think, how you speak, how you act, how you live is of the world, right? The world's ways. So when you give your life to Jesus, the spirit is, is there, but the soul and the flesh are really strong. See how they're standing. This means they're like bigger. Now, but the Holy Spirit's here and the Holy Spirit's more powerful than these, than these guys. So the Holy Spirit can help spirit to come up and be, look, I didn't, this is Holy Spirit. I, this is why I chose you, why God wanted me to choose you. You're taller, right? <laughs> it works. So can be taller than all of them. You can go back down, but, but Holy Spirit doesn't force himself. Holy Spirit's not yanking. No, but Shane, you stand up, stand up. You, he has to be the one to do it for Holy Spirit to be pushing these down. All right, you can crouch down again. <laughs> They're so good. This is just spontaneous Holy Spirit. Let, thank you guys, you're good sports. So what happens is when you first give your life to Jesus, so you're like, wow, I just found Jesus and I just encountered his love for the first time and it's amazing. But at the same time, your soul is really strong. Your soul is what? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is your mind, your own personal will, and your emotions or your feelings. So what happens is that you need to decide, you, your spirit, need to decide who's going to lead, the spirit or the soul. What happens is when many people give their lives to Jesus, they do not bring that spirit to come and be powerful. And so when the spirit's not coming to be power, more powerful, the soul is going to naturally lead the way because it's already more powerful. And by that, I mean, um, so let's say you are, you, you have these big cravings to drink and do drugs and they're so strong. So the spirit doesn't want to do these things. The spirit is so pure. The spirit always wants what God wants. That you that says, I want Jesus. That's in you now. Right? So, but it's not strong yet. So the soul is so much louder. So the soul then is like, I want to drink, I want to do drugs. And because the spirit's small, weak, 
Now you, can you walk a little bit and have Alba follow? follow? And you can follow Shane. They're walking by the flesh right now, walking by the soul, walking by the flesh, meaning the soul is the one leading. <laughs> okay, you can stop now. So this is how life works, whether it's your feelings, your feelings, I want to drink, I want to smoke, it just happens. Whether it's people are mean to you and, you, and you, your soul is strong and has bitterness, has offense, has anger. And so quickly it snaps back, yells, is mean to the person, does even mean things behind their back. How could they do this to me? That's what the soul's doing. And so the whole body is following that. By, the whole body is walking by the flesh, walking by the soul, walking by the flesh, not by the spirit. Um, so uh, I have this big dream but the still small voice is calling me to do this instead. So your soul is your will as well. So when you're not lifting the spirit, uh, making the spirit to come higher, everything that the soul wants wins. Okay, so you go after that dream now and you're leaving God's dream alone. So this is the state of so many Christians today. So many. It's not glorifying to God, number one. Number two, it's opening up doors to demons. How do Christians have demons? Because they're allowing their soul to lead them, their flesh to lead them. That's what happens. Christians cannot have demons if the, the spirit will be the one to lead, but you have to make that choice. Amen? Now, notice how the soul, the mind, the will, and emotions, I feel to do this. I feel to do this sin. I feel to, uh, so I feel to do this sin. So this feels this way. So the soul goes and the flesh follows. So, oh man, I'm meditating. I really want to drink. I really want to do drugs. I really want to sleep around. Meditating on that. And then the flesh must follow. So then your body is now doing it. And this can be as simple as, I, I, I don't feel like going to church today. I feel like staying in bed. I've been really busy. I, oh, I just, the bed feels so comfy. I feel this way. And so because the soul's strong, the body then follows. Uh, meaning like you're, you felt tired and then the moment that you're making that decision, yeah, I'm just going to stay here, you get even more tired. You feel depressed feelings. You feel, de you feel depression. Um, but what you do is you, the soul is leading, you're, you're speaking these things, I am depressed. You're speaking things that are hopeless. You're speaking, I don't know if I'll make it. I don't think this is going to happen. So now your body is following with the words because your soul is strong and it's just, this is what's happening. The words are part of the flesh, it's following. And then, and then that can lead to even darker things like, oh, I feel like listening to sad music now. So now, the, so now your body is being led to listen to sad music, to watch sad movies, to have conversations with people that are dark, to do dark things. So now you're like interested in the dark things, you know? Um, to eventually, this, and this by the way, is opening up a door to demons of suicide. So all of a sudden now there's suicidal thoughts and then that can, those suicidal thoughts in the soul, now the body is led to do it, to try to commit suicide. This is how it works in the spiritual realm, okay? So when we have the soul being led. And so if we are not doing our part, making the action to walk by the spirit, the soul will always be leading and the rest of the body will follow. So even though you have the Holy Spirit living in you, even though you have a spirit who's supposed to be the leader, who's supposed to have these guys be submitted to him, 
it's like he might as well not even be there. There's like no good for the Spirit to be there. There's no good for the Holy Spirit to be here because the Holy Spirit doesn't force himself. You have to desire him and you need to desire him in every area of your life. Invite him into your soul. Invite him to take over your soul. Invite him to push these guys down. That's the problem. Many people don't want to push these guys down. They want their will so much. They want their dreams. They want their emotions. So what happens is when you feed your spirit man, can you crouch down again? When you feed your spirit man, when you make the decision to feed your spirit man by looking to, the, looking to Jesus, and you feed your spirit man, so you can stand up now. Your spirit man rises up, and if you guys can crouch down now. And at the same time, the soul and the flesh are weakened so much. They are killed. You are killing your soul. You are killing your flesh. You're killing the bad parts of your soul. You're killing the, um, the what the devil wants to do in your soul. And you are killing the flesh to have control. So now, um, you guys can stand up. Now, Shane, if you can just walk around and you guys can follow him. So now the spirit leads. And now the soul and the flesh must follow. Meaning, meaning the spirit wants to do whatever God wants. The spirit is going to wants to speak whatever God wants you to speak. The spirit wants you to meditate on whatever God wants you to meditate on. The spirit wants to do the action, whatever God wants the action. And, and really it's like this. Follow me. Follow me here. Holy spirit. I'm like, I'm Holy spirit. Spirit's leading. It's really like this, but this is the guy that has free will. Hallelujah. Thank you guys. Praise God. Give them a hand. You guys did so good. Hallelujah. So I want to share with you more in depth what it is that God wants. So to be walking by the Spirit is to be always wanting what the Holy Spirit wants, always looking to him. Um, so Jesus is in you, and Jesus wants you to be just like him in every way. So what is Jesus like? Jesus is never depressed. Jesus is never anxious. Jesus is never worrying. Jesus always has faith. Jesus has faith in the Father, 100%. Jesus is patient, always. Jesus loves every person. People who are doing evil, bad things. People who persecuted him. People who murdered him. Jesus loves them all. Jesus is full of peace. Jesus is full of joy. This is Jesus. And these are the fruits of the spirit that God wants you to live by. And so what happens is when you are a new believer, you don't naturally feel all these things at all. Maybe you feel very few of these things. So your soul is so influenced by the devil, by the world's, the world's ways, and the devil knows that this, this is the greatest avenue he can, he can get into to control you, is to go through your soul, to get in your thoughts, to get in your feelings, to get in your mind. So we as believers have to be spiritual. This is what I'm teaching you today. We gotta be spiritual. Not just Christians, but spiritual Christians. 
We need to know how things work in the spiritual realm. We need to know the devil's schemes. We need to know what's going on. When we're thinking things in our thoughts, we need to be spiritual and not think, oh, why am I thinking these things? I think I'm a bad person. No, we need to be spiritual. Oh, that's where the devil is, where he's trying to attack. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. And this is his scheme right now to get in my mind, to try to make me go farther from God, to try to condemn myself, make me think God's mad at me, disappointed in me. We need to be in the spirit and know the devil's strategies and be aware in the moment when things are happening, when we're feeling, when we're feeling certain things, thinking certain things, going in the spirit, walking by the spirit and knowing I know what's going on here. But this isn't the way of the world. The way of the world is you go by your feelings. What you feel, you, they, they say, follow your heart. We don't follow our heart. We follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. But really, the, this is just the natural worldly way is to go by your feelings. By the way, if I went by my feelings, I would not be here right now. Let me tell you what. I would be a singer, songwriter, Christian singer, songwriter right now. Um, but we have to be in the world but not of the world and being of the world is acting like this where we're going by our emotions we're thinking that our thoughts are ours the devil is planning lies in your head trying to make you think they're your own thoughts they're not your own thoughts the devil is planting thoughts in you to try to make you feel certain feelings so that you will be led a certain way it's him being this manipulator behind the scenes we got to be spiritual and catch him in those attacks. And this has not been taught in the church, but this is everything. This is how to be spiritual, how to be like Jesus. So we need to be aware that, I mean, even us who have grown up in church, we haven't gotten this teaching that we needed. And so we are really ingrained in the world's way more than we realize in the areas of the feelings and in the areas of the thoughts for the most part. You need to be aware of that. That's why you have, feel like you're not growing spiritually mu that much. You need to be real with the fact, I've ingrained my way in the world's way. And I got to take it seriously, being spiritual, taking these teachings seriously, applying them in my life and renewing my mind so I can truly be transformed. Amen. Hallelujah. It says um, in, in Ephesians 4.20 that, however, um, it's not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God, like God. You were created to be like God. Not this Christian who can never grow, but like God. God is a spirit created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. Ephesians 4.26 says, don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. So I want to talk about something right now. The body of Christ needs to really learn this. So much of your feelings are not really your feelings. So much of your feelings are influenced by the devil just to try to control you. In the world's way, this is how it is. Your feelings are the truth. And it's important you voice your feelings and it's important you talk about them. 
and as if this is the step to fix things, when in reality, the devil sees he's winning and it's a step in the wrong direction. The devil sees you're believing his lies. And it has actually grieved me to see even preachings speak on how we need to be real with our emotions. Listen, emotions can be very good when they're influenced by God. Like for example, I feel so excited right now. I genuinely feel excited. I genuinely feel joy of the Lord. I genuinely feel more in love with my Jesus than ever before. Genuinely. And I was just in, 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 in Plano, Texas, and I just, just being there and seeing what God did has filled me with, the, with has genuinely filled me feelings. I feel feelings of a greater joy than last week. I, this, these are my feelings. And so these feelings are beautiful, right? They're beautiful because I can use these feelings now to be a greater vessel for God. I, I'm a, with, with these feelings, I can allow God to move through me more powerfully. These feelings are truth. These feelings are how Jesus, remember I was like, what's Jesus like right now? Are, is he these things? This is Jesus. This is like Jesus. These feelings are Jesus's feelings. So when your feelings are Jesus's feelings, they are truth. And they are powerful. And this is actually, these, the feeling, those kinds of feelings are a sign that you are actually being transformed into the image of God. Being transformed into the image of God means your spirit that was so dormant has now come alive, has become big. And it's now like, it, 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 in the same way, as it rises up, the flesh is being pushed down. The soul is being pushed down. The, the way of the world, the devil's ways in your soul and flesh is being pushed down. So it's literally like going away. You're already a new person, the past is gone, but even more the past is gone. Like the remnants that were in you, in your soul, right? Those are dying now too. So you're so unrecognizable to people who knew you before. Every part of you is different, not just the spirit that's unseen, not just the part of you that confesses that Jesus is Lord, but every part, the way you treat them, the way you treat the, old, the other people in your life is different. That's not you, the, the you I knew. The way you beam, you're filled with joy of the Lord. You don't get anxious and depressed anymore. Every part has been transformed. Amen. So feelings, feelings that are God, godly feelings are so good and should not be ignored. Amen. Like you shouldn't suppress them. Like when I've, sometimes, sometimes I'm so full of the joy of the Lord, I'll be goofy. Like how I, you, I do it all the time with you guys, I think. I don't even realize it. But whether it's jumping up and down, you know, I, but I could suppress that if I was like, well, I better just be constant and professional or something. But like these feelings are a good thing. These feelings are more of Jesus in me. So feelings can be really good. But this is the thing. But when you are feeling things like depression, like anxiety, like all of these things, um, the world, and I'm even hearing preachings saying that we should be real with ourselves of what's going on and talk about them and not feel like we have to be like the perfect Christian or whatever. But um, really the thing that we should be doing is the real spiritual thing, how to be spiritual in this area, when you are feeling depression, for example, when you are feeling anxiety, the real thing you should do is Come to where God's power is moving and get those demons cast out of you. 
Because it's true, something needs to be done. The world and even many carnal Christians and carnal preachings will say, like, we need to be real about our feelings. We need to sit and talk about them and find solutions and, and counseling. Like, it's true, you need to take action. But the spiritual way is not that action. That's the world's way. The action we should be taking is get yourselves where God's anointing is, that demon of anxiety, that demon of depression, that demon of suicidal thoughts, that demon in your marriage will be cast out in one second. In one second where years of therapy cannot do. These feelings that you're feeling, many times they're just demons that, and the only way to deal with that is to cast them out. You can't counsel them out. They like for you to try to counsel them out, but it's only the anointing that destroys the yoke. So this is how to be spiritual. You are, you are struggling with anxiety. You're struggling with depression, for example, and you're trying everything you can do. Addiction, you're trying everything you can do. You're reading the Bible. You're trying everything to get rid of that, to have relief. Come to where God's power is because you need to understand this is oppression. This is, it's some, some things cannot be ignored. You can't just pray your way out or um, just continue to declare the truth. And it, you need to come where God's power is to be delivered. So this teaching I have for you, it's for every believer, but it's especially for those who are already free to teach you how to maintain that freedom and continue to walk an abundant life and be transformed into the image of God. So I want to make this like precursor. If you yourself are struggling with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, addiction, etc., it's not for you to be inactive with it. It's not for you to only do what I'm about to teach of how to become more spiritual, but you need to take action and get where God's power is and be free. That's all you have to do. Come where God's power is, come have faith, and that anointing will come and deliver you. And you won't even have that anymore. You won't have those feelings anymore. Those feelings of depression and anxiety anymore. Hallelujah. And then from there, I'm going to teach you what we do now, how to maintain that freedom and how to walk in the spirit. The power of life and death is in the tongue, the Bible says. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. One of the most spiritual things you can do is to not voice whatever is a word of death, whatever would be agreeing with the devil's portion on your life or others. This is one of the most spiritual, when we're talking about being spiritual, this is one of the biggest ones, I'm telling you. God taught me this when I started to walk in the anointing to be quiet and only speak life. This, has, this had, has become like the most disciplined area of my life because God's given me revelation of the power of your tongue. This scripture that says there's the power of life and death is in your tongue, that's, that's powerful. I mean, the revelation of that is meaning you can either partner with God and prophesy and bring heaven to earth. You can cast out demons with your tongue, deliver people. You can Heal the sick with that tongue as you declare. You can impart anointing to others so they can cast out demons and heal the sick with that tongue. You can deliver people from lies of the devil with the words you speak. You can bring peace and joy and hope and life and encouragement to somebody with this tongue. Oh, it's power in this tongue. Power in this tongue. Or the opposite can happen with that same tongue, even if you're a Christian. Yes, if you're a Christian. Yes, if you're a Christian. You can bring destruction, death. You can kill with this tongue. 
You can be speaking what the devil wants over somebody. You can part, be partnering with the devil's strategy over a person's life. You could be saying you're worthless to somebody. You could be saying you're not good enough. You're not pretty. You're, I hate you. You can be saying these things, and these things perfectly fall into that strategy of the devil where he's drilling these words that came from your mouth in somebody's head to the point that now they want to kill themselves, and they, couldn't, they can that's why many people kill themselves is from a demons that came in through words of other people. This isn't just words. This is real. The life and death is in the power of your tongue. Jesus, Jesus, whenever he was ministering, he was speaking. Demons go, rise up from the grave. Even when God created the universe, he said, light be. He spoke. Jesus said to the disciples, if you be believe that those mountains will move if, when you speak, and when you speak it and you believe that what you spoke will happen, the mountain will move. You have to speak it and you have to believe in the power of your tongue and then it will move. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. That's the power you have in your tongue. So when we're talking about being like Jesus, when we're talking about doing what pleases him, when we're talking about being spiritual, one of the biggest things is what you're doing with your tongue. This is all oh, the key to abundant life. Never speaking death, only speaking life. Being so careful over every word you say. I'm telling you my secret. Every word, every word I say in private, you talk to yourself, you know? Every word you say to other people, even every word you say to God. I never complain to God. I can be feeling all sorts of things. I've, there's been times, I remember one time in the wilderness, in the time of waiting. Those of you that don't know, God called me to start a church. He called me to be an apostle. I didn't want that. Public speaking was my biggest fear and weakness. So there was no fun in any of this. It was, I, I said no to my dreams of being a singer and I said yes to God. And we started the, I started the church and for four and a half years, there was from 20, dwindled down to five people over those 20 years, over those four, sorry, four and a half years. And in the middle of that wilderness time where it was hard, I for sure had feelings. I for sure had feelings that were disappointed, that were wanting to complain, that were just feeling hopeless sometimes, you know? I always had faith, but I would still feel like, how is this going to happen? That was my feelings. My feelings could be loud sometimes in those moments. And I remember one time God had convicted me of the power of my words, even when I'm speaking to him, that I remember crying when people, more people had, had betrayed, had backstabbed, done evil things that had just happened to me. And it felt like, when will this promise come to pass? It feels like I'm going backwards and backwards and backwards. It was so hard. I'm crying. And I say to the Lord, I say to the Lord, I praise you. I worship you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're taking me through because I know your hand is all over this. I know this is your plan. I know that you call me to this big calling. I believe it. And if you're, if you're going to make me be this apostle that's going to reach the nations and all these prophecies to come true, then you for sure have to take me through things, take me through the refining fire so I can be refined to be more in your image. That's how it happens, is through the refining fire. 
So I became spiritual in that moment. I renewed my mind. And in that moment, instead of just being like, you know, my soul, if I were to go with my soul, it would be like, oh, God, this is so hard. God, I've worked so hard for you. Come on. Can you make it easier, Lord? This is hard. Can it just come? When is it going to happen, Lord? Like, this is hard. Like, that's what my soul wanted to do. But I chose to not do that. You know what? You have strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to do something that's his will, he'll give you the strength to do it. Some of you haven't tested God in this, but you just let your feelings go. Test God. Test him. See if he'll help you shut your mouth when you actually want to shut your mouth. I'm telling you, he'll give you the strength. You'll be like, wow. And so in that moment, I remember just thanking God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Crying through the tears saying, thank you, Lord. I trust you. And even in that moment of renewing my mind, God even gave me more revelation. Like, I remember just this feeling came over me of like, I don't deserve this promise. I don't deserve this big thing that God's called me to. So even if it was 50 years that I'm going through wilderness and hard times, who am I to complain? 50 years is not even enough time that I would be worthy of, that I would be like, yes, I deserve this now right? We don't deserve any of God's beautiful promises. We don't, any of, none of us deserve to be used by, as a vessel by him. We don't deserve that. It's just his mercy and grace, right? And so even God began to, he made me more spiritual in that moment by revelation he gave to me when I chose to shut my mouth and not be led by my soul, but be led by the spirit. And I made my spirit be the lead and the soul and the body had to catch up. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so even when you pray, and some of you, this is going to blow your mind, but you're going to see, you're going to see breakthrough from today. Some of you have been thinking you're being real with God, but really you're just speaking the devil's reality over your life. What the devil wants over your life. My prayer life looks like mostly thanksgiving to God, declaring what he wants to be done and thanking him and praising him. And when things get hard, when things are like, they don't go as I expected and I'm like, I thought this was gonna happen, I just be quiet. I renew my mind. And I say, the Lord's ways are not my ways. God knows what he's doing. I praise you, Lord. I trust you. I thank you for what you're doing. You know what you're doing. I never complain to God. This is living by the spirit that, your, your feelings are, 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 are all this a certain way, but you recognize that the devil is trying to influence you with depression, with discouragement, with anxiety, with darkness. And you say, no, I don't need to sit in these feelings. I don't, I don't need to feel sorry for myself that I'm feeling this way. I can say no to these feelings, which are actually lies of the devil. The truth is, is that God is in control The truth is that he's faithful. He is good every single day of my life. He is going to come through for me. He is defeating my enemies. He's given me perfect peace and joy. We have nothing to be worried about. So what God wants is to live in this way. We don't see Jesus complaining. We don't see Jesus doubting the Father. We don't see Jesus gossiping. But we see Jesus just focused and walking in the Father's will and thanking him and praising him and doing what he says. That's living spiritually. Amen? The devil's listening. The devil cannot hear your thoughts, but he can hear what you speak. That's why I say, even when I pray, I'm intentional over my words. Number one, because I want to please God only. 
And we please God how? The Bible says by our faith. We can't please God without faith. So the truth is simple. Like our truth, every single one of our truth is simple. God is in control. God is defeating your enemies. The promises will come to pass. Healing, deliverance is your portion. It's your inheritance. And God will come through for you in every area of your life. Isn't that our truth? No matter how complex all your lives are, all that you're going on, all, everything that's going on in your life, that's all our simple truth, right? But the devil tries to speak to you and make you feel like that's not the truth. You have to choose to believe that this is the truth, that God's faithful, that he's good, that his promises are yes and amen every single day, that there's nothing to complain about. But, but we should instead not be wasting our breath. We should be using our breath to praise and worship God and doing what he's called us to do, encourage others, speak his word, amen? So that's our simple truth. So how God wants us to live is speaking his truth, speaking his word, never speaking what the devil wants. When you start to be praying to God and saying, Lord, I'm so depressed, that you've just let the devil know that you're not spiritual. This is why it's so important to be careful over your words because the more you're speaking not spiritually, the devil's hearing it. And it becomes an open door. It becomes like an easy target. Like the devil doesn't want to waste his time. The devil goes and try, oh, this person's believing this lie. Okay, I'm going to send more of these lies in that area. And then they'll just hold right onto that lie. And in that moment, the door's been opened. Demons can come in. That's what happens. So that's why we should live in this awareness, not to be like paranoid, like the devil's hearing what I'm speaking, but just being spiritual and knowing how to keep doors shut to the devil, knowing how to have victory over the devil, and just obeying God by only speaking life. So how do you speak? How you can speak to your friends is like, if you really are, you know, I mean, if I feel a, if I feel a cold coming on, I will say, I am healed. I can say, yeah, I feel something in my throat, but I am healed. All sickness must go. So you can still be real in that way. You don't need to feel like you can't say anything. But it's, it's how you speak. Like, yeah, devil, I acknowledge that you, your weapons um, are forming against me in life sometimes. They're forming right now. But they will not prosper. Hallelujah. Versus... That weapon is coming at me. Ah, scary. I think it's going to hit me. Even though God's word said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So the devil's watching. So when, you, when you're real and you're like, oh, yep, this attack's happened to me. Yep, this has happened to me. Yep, that person's saying these bad things about me. Yep, this is happening. Yep, this is happening. Yeah, I feel, I feel something in my throat. Yep, I feel, yep, devil's a liar in my mind. Yep. But you, you, don't, you, you, you don't let him, you don't let him see that you, you, you don't let him think that he's winning. You see? You're like, devil, I know you. I see you. You're a loser. You're a liar. This is my truth. God's word is my truth. So you can leave. You're wasting your time here. Bye-bye. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you, the Bible says. Resist and he will flee. So if you ever are speaking things, like even like, um, yeah, I, I, I hear voices of the devil in my mind, but he's a loser, he's a, he has to leave. All of those voices have to leave in Jesus' name because I have a sound mind. I have perfect peace. Be careful how you speak. 
make sure you're always speaking with victory. You're always speaking, devil, you're a loser, you're a liar. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So how to be more spiritual? First of all, how you become more spiritual is to seek God, to seek him. And how you seek him, the, because the Bible says when you look, in, look, look at Jesus, when you look at God, you'll be transformed into his image. So that's the action of seeking him. That's the, so that looks like seeking him in his word. This whole message I've been preaching to you today, I've been paraphrase, paraphrasing the word of God. I'm like almost every word I'm saying, it's like paraphrasing. I, I can teach this to you, and I'm so confident in speaking this to you because I know the word. And I've applied the word in my life. I know it. It's in me. So this is how you're able to identify these schemes of the devil. This is how you're able to identify him in your feelings. And you're able to quickly reject him so he leaves. And you're able to make sure you're careful over your mouth to only speak life. So get in the word. Get in the word and find in the word the things that you really, the real, that you really need. Like if the devil is coming to you in your mind, affecting your peace, trying to take your peace. Um, make sure you're really getting in the word where it talks about peace. Jesus is peace. Um, the, the word says, the, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is evidence right here that Jesus does not want you to be in your feelings or real with your feelings, real about your feelings. He says, I've given you perfect peace. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your soul lead. I've given you perfect peace. So if you're struggling in this area, write this word down. Hang it up on your wall. Meditate on it several times throughout the day. Speak it aloud several times throughout the day. Get it in you so deep. Let more revelation come to you what this means, that Jesus has truly given you perfect peace. So all these lies of the devil, they cannot stand because only God's word can stand. You cannot be struggling with anxiety, but you must stay in peace through every single circumstance. And this is how it's possible when you actually live by the spirit and take this seriously. Some of you are wondering, I don't understand this perfect peace. I don't understand how that's possible. How can you have peace in every single situation? It's possible when you take it seriously, living by the spirit, doing what I'm teaching you today. This is where you'll see it happen, come to you. Amen? Um, and a big part of um, seeking God is to come to church where God's power is moving. I know this message today is going to be life-changing for you. Amen? Because, because in, the, in the church is where so much revelation God brings. So much revelation that you didn't get from the word of God. He brings that in his true church where God's power is moving. His true anointed vessels. Amen? So make sure you come to church. Make sure you never miss because this is helping you identify all the lies of the devil and have victory over all of them. Hallelujah. This is how to, I want to give a couple examples of how to be spiritual, by the way. How we should be, um, the Bible says that we renew our mind, be renewed. Be, re be renewed in your mind. Let the word of God transform you. Okay, so this is how we need to start seeing in the spirit when things happen. When hard things are happening in your life, when you're facing trials, when they're coming at you, Instead of being seen in, the, seen in the soul or the flesh is like, what's happening? God, how could you allow this? I can't believe they did this to me. I can't believe this happened. Where is God? That's being in the soul, right? 
Being in the spirit is this. When you're seeing trials come at you all at all angles, you say, oh, God is allowing this right now. He's in control of my life. I'm in his hands. So he is allowing this. If he is allowing this, this is a good thing. Because just like Joseph was put in the pit, just like he was then thrown in the prison, these were the things God used to refine him, to make his faith stronger, to take him through the fire, to be more transformed into God's image so that he could walk into his purpose. And God was faithful. He was in the pit. He was in the prison. But then God lifted him up supernaturally, and the dream came to pass. And it was all worth it. And so when trials happen like this, we need to immediately renew our mind. And you'll get quicker the more you get yourself in the word and you take this seriously, what I'm sharing with you. But you, you won't even for a second be discouraged, confused, complain to God, cry. But you'll be quickly Hallelujah. I see in the spirit what's going on. I am making it to the promised land. This is what this means. I'm being refined to look more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. This is living by the spirit. It's the opposite. So you're literally praying. We always have reason to praise God. Isn't that amazing? We every day is a good day. God's in control every day. And God is good to us every day. And he's faithful to us every day. And so our souls in the world's way always want us to complain, to weep, to be sad, to be depressed, to be anxious, when it's actually the opposite is what we should be doing and what God wants us to be doing and we can be doing. Because it's the truth. It's the real truth. Amen. When doors are shut, many times we're like, how could have this happened? I can't believe this. This was God's blessing that he gave me. He's stealing it. The devil's trying to steal God's blessing he gave me. When in reality, we should see a door shut. God's a God who closes doors to open up better ones. I'm going higher. God's taking me to something greater. Better relationships are coming my way. A better career is coming my way. Better opportunities are coming my way. This is what this means. This is how you live in the spirit practically. Amen. Things are taking longer than you thought. When is the promise going to come to pass? I got news for you. Most of us don't know. God keeps it a secret. It wasn't meant to be funny, but <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, look in the word of God. Who knows which men, which men and women of God knew the exact day their promise was going to come to pass. So it's the same for us. More that we don't know. We don't know. So why are we getting so worked up and disappointed when the promise hasn't come to pass yet? If it hasn't come to pass yet, it's because it's not time yet. That's not a big deal. It's good. We're in God's timing. Hallelujah. You haven't tried to force it. You're in God's timing. Hallelujah. So when you're feeling that way, oh, I don't know if the promise will ever come to pass. It feels like we're going backwards. It looked like Joseph was going backwards when he was thrown in the pit and the prison. But he was going forwards. You renew your mind. Oh, I'm going forward in, like Joseph must be. And this promise must come to pass. And this just means it's not God's timing. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Okay, now lastly, the last part I want to share with you of how to be spiritual is to speak to your soul. David, he says, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. So this is what you need to do. This, you need to, as your spirit needs to make your, your soul and your flesh be submitted to you, the spirit, to ho the Holy Spirit. Meaning like, you have to decide, I want to please God only. So the rest of my body has to submit to this truth, that we're only pleasing God. The spirit's leading. 
So when your soul is acting up, is not godly, what you do is you need to make that soul submit. Speak to the soul. That's what David was doing. David was being chased by armies trying to kill him. And yet he is not letting his soul take him where the devil wants. But he's speaking to his soul. He's going into action and he's being spiritual. And he says, why soul are you so disturbed? Why? Come on. God is worthy to be praised. God is faithful. So you need to do the same thing. You need to speak to your soul when you're feeling your soul so strong. You need to reject the lies of the devil. Speak to the soul in that way. This anxiety, this depression, it must go in Jesus' name and start declaring God's words. That's what David was doing. God is faithful. God is worthy to be praised. We're going to praise him now, whole body, soul, flesh. We're going to stand up. We're going to raise our hands. All of you are going to praise God. Amen? Jesus also was in the Garden of Gethsemane about to be crucified. He knew what was coming. He knew it 100%. And his feelings, he was 100% man, 100% God. And so his feelings are saying, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. So his feelings are like really feeling, I don't want this. I'm feeling the anguish. But he does not end there. There's not just a period there and it ends. But it continues. He, he continues to speak. He says, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. The emotions there did not want it. But the real him wanted only God's will, even if it meant suffering and pain. So he spoke to his soul. He spoke these words of life, God's will, not my will, your will be done. He gave us this example of what we should do in the most extreme circumstances when all of us and what he wanted to do probably was just weep and cry and, and just say, I can't believe this is happening. But instead, he says, not my will, your will be done, Lord. It doesn't go on to say he's complaining and everything. Not my will, your will be done. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the joyous thing is about what I taught you today. Is, it's, this is something you got to take seriously. It's not for you to just hear the message and go on. This is for you to give your life to Jesus in this way. Like this is for you to take seriously every day, take with intention, be disciplined. But I wanna tell you, it is so worth it. The number one reason why it's so worth it is because this is what pleases God. And there's intimacy you'll experience with Jesus like never before. This was my case. When I obeyed him when, when it was hard in these areas, when I wanted to complain, when I wanted to let my soul take me somewhere, but I said no, and I praised God instead. And I went walked by the spirit instead I experienced this delight of God over me him just feeling him be proud of me this is the most joy you can ever have is to experience that intimacy that secret place of obeying God when only he sees it and nobody else sees amen number two there is a great great reward when you live this way when you take it seriously about walking being walking by the spirit your whole self really is transformed where you're not having to constantly reject the lies of the devil. You're not having to constantly speak to your soul because really even your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions have been transformed into the image of God. Imagine that you're naturally thinking God's thoughts. You're not even, worry isn't in you anymore. Imagine you're naturally feeling peace and joy. 
you're not having to remind yourself, oh, I have to have peace. I must, I must be in peace. Imagine your body fill, is filled with energy and strength that's supernatural every day. I'm living testimony of this, where I've seen God transform every part of my life, where I never am having to reject anxious thoughts, depressing thoughts. I'm not having to do that. I feel energy and strength every day, supernaturally. This is the great reward of being a serious child of God who is serious about walking by the Spirit. You will really be transformed into God's image, every part of you. It's an amazing life with Jesus. Amen? There's reward. There's reward. Who wants that life? God has, this is the abundant life that God has given you. But this is the steps of how to get there. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to be spiritual? Are you ready to kill the flesh? It's time to walk by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. One of the great things to be, uh, one of the greatest ways to become more spiritual, as I mentioned, was to come to where the power of God is. So you can receive this instruction, this word of God that will change you, that will open your eyes. But even there's more to that, more than that. The anointing. It feeds your spirit. I remember when I first came to where the anointing was, my spirit man was fed for the first time. Like, because when you, when you go to churches where there's no power of God, your soul's being fed, like inspiring things, emotional things. But your spirit's not being fed. Remember, I talked, there's different spirit, soul are different. But the anointing touches and feeds your spirit. That's why you can be hearing an anointed word and you can really feel like your spirit's coming alive. You feel so much energy. You feel more in love with Jesus. You feel so excited about God. Like just hearing the word. Versus hearing another word and being inspired, being encouraged, but not feeling that alive feeling because your spirit wasn't fed. So when you come to the church where the power of God is moving here and online, literally the anointing is feeding your spirit. Remember I talked about how when we saw Shane down crouched like this, the spirit, that's part of what's just naturally feeding your spirit. It's just coming to where the anointing is and letting the anointing feed your spirit and make you strong. That's my testimony. When I first encountered the anointing, my spirit man was fed and I went from lukewarm to completely surrendered to Jesus in one day. I went from having such a hard time to read the Bible and to pray to all I wanted to do was spend time with God and read the Bible and not sin at all anymore because my spirit had been fed and I kept feeding my spirit because I kept coming to where the anointing was moving. So this is one of the great ways that you're going to see this natural transformation take place in you where you don't have to strive so hard, apply what I taught, but this, but your spirit man's being fed so that you're going to, you're going to do these things now with joy. You're going to be excited now to, to be quiet and not speak death. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And and 
many of you right in here, here right now have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the great ways that your spirit man is ignited and comes alive. It's like fire coming upon your spirit, making it to grow. And God wants to pour that out on you today. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you want to receive this precious gift, you can come forward right now. God wants to release this gift to you. You can come to the altar right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone here can pray in the spirit right now. What makes the fire of the Holy Spirit to come is, is when you surrender to God. He is so faithful to come upon those who are hungry for him. So just right now, surrender to God. Speak aloud. Tell him, Lord, I give you my whole life. I want you to overtake every part of my life. I want your spirit. I want your fire. Speak to him now. With your own words. I baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I baptize you now in the Holy Spirit. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit now. Thank you, Jesus. If you've never received, if you can come on the sides of the stage. Receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. Be baptized now. Thank you, Jesus. I speak the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon all of you now in Jesus' name. Pray in the Spirit if you pray. I release more fire of the Holy Spirit to come upon every person here in Jesus' name. May your spirit come alive. May your spirit be set on fire now in Jesus' name. I speak this flesh, this soul where the devils come in to be pushed down in Jesus' name. And I speak your spirit to rise up. I speak your spirit to come on fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.